0: In Luke chapter 24 and verse number 50, the Bible says, And he led them them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Notice verse number 53, And were continually in the temple praising and blessing God Amen. And I want to say Amen. Let's bow tonight and go to the Lord in prayer and then you can be seated. Father I pray now that you'll bless the reading of thy word. I pray that you'll touch us these next few moments. God I pray that you'll give us liberty and vocabulary. Lord help us to say only the things that you would have us to say. Lord may we not do anything tonight that would grieve the Holy Spirit but God I pray that you would be glorified. I pray that your son would be magnified and the church would be edified tonight. Lord we ask you now to give us liberty and help our hearts around the word of God and we'll love you and we'll praise you and we'll thank you in Jesus name we do pray amen amen you can be seated tonight I want to draw your attention here in just a moment to verse number 53 and just simply testify a thought that is impressed upon my heart tonight but when you think about this text here Jesus has just resurrected from the dead and now he's about to ascend back up into heaven he is on the Mount of Olives he has taken them as far as to Bethany the Bible says and as he has led them there uh, the Bible talks about number one the Savior and then it talks about the saints uh, and finally it emphasizes the sanctuary and when you think about our Savior here notice in verse number 50 that the Bible says he led them out as far as to Bethany and see the Savior is leading his children and I want to say tonight I'm glad I serve a God that leads his dear children along amen Uh, you and I are not left in this world uh, to try to make it by ourselves or for ourselves, but I'm glad that when you get saved as I said this morning, you not only get a savior but you get a shepherd, amen and the shepherd will lead you and I uh, through this walk of life and we see him not only leading but notice in verse number 50 that this savior is lifting up his hands uh, and he is blessing those uh, uh, that are there, you know I'm glad tonight that God not only leads us uh, but I'm glad he blesses Amen. How I many of y'all can raise your hand tonight and say, I've been blessed by the hand of the Lord. Amen. I may not have a million dollars in the bank. I may not drive a Rolls Royce tonight, but I don't need either one of them. I'm telling you, God's been better to me than what I ever deserved. He's done far more than what I ever expected. I ought to be dead and in hell right now, but I'm telling you, he has been good to me, and he has blessed me along life's journey. Amen. And so I see the same. Savior here and then not only that but I see the saints uh, as the Bible says in verse number 52 and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy amen you know what the saints do when they get around the Savior they worship him amen I'm telling you when we go to church uh, we come to worship isn't that right I mean we enter to worship and we leave to serve I'm telling you I didn't come tonight uh, to see you and you didn't come to see me but we all came that we might see him high and holy and lifted up and he is worthy to be praised and to be worshipped, amen, there's a lot of places I've been you couldn't worship somebody say amen right there There had been a lot of places uh, uh, that you and I, I'm sure you've been in different churches, uh, and there wasn't no presence of God. But the reason they could worship him was because Jesus was in the midst, amen? And so I see here the Savior, and I see the saints. But when we come to our text, verse number 53, I see the sanctuary, as the Bible says, and we're continually in the temple praising and blessing God. You know, the sanctuary is a good place to be. Isn't that right? Well, I'm glad for the house of God, aren't you? I'm thankful that I'm saved. I'm thankful that I'm going to heaven tonight. But until I get there, I'm glad God's gave me a place to come. He's gave us a place to worship. Brother, listen, there's a lot of places in this world that I've been and you've been, but there's no place like being in the house of God, amen? I wanna preach a few minutes tonight on this subject on some things found in the house of God, amen? Some things that you and I can find In the house of God Brother I want to tell you There's some things tonight That we'll find in church We won't find it anywhere else Amen Brother listen I'm a church man Somebody say amen Brother I'm telling you I believe when you get saved You ought to get baptized And then you ought to join A local New Testament church Amen Listen I know you can worship God at home And you ought to have a place of worship At the house But Sunday morning Sunday night And Wednesday night You ought to be found In the house of God You ought to be found Amongst the people of God I mean, you can't worship on the lake and you can't worship in the woods Uh, when it's church time. You ought to be with God's people worshiping in church, amen. And I don't know about this crowd that says they're saved and never goes to church, amen. Uh, You say, well, preacher, can you not be backslid? I know you can be backslid, uh, but you won't live backslid, amen? Uh, You'll live miserable, uh, but God will whip you and he'll wear you out if you get out of church. Uh, If you're saved. your life will be miserable, Uh, but I'm here to tell you, if you're truly saved, there'll be a desire and there'll be a hunger to go to the house of God, amen? You know, sometimes I get in church and some places are dead, but I still want to go to church, don't you? I mean, you don't go to one dead service and say, well, I'm through with it forever. Is that right? I mean, I preach some dead sermons, amen? But just because I preach some, I know y'all can't believe that, but I preach some dead sermons. You've had to sit through some of them, amen? Only thing worse than sitting through them is having to preach them, amen? But you know what? If it's dead, I'll quit. I mean, I'm not gonna keep boring, amen? Listen, if it's dead, I'm just going to the house and we'll come back and try it again, amen? But I'm not gonna quit forever just because the service is dead or the sermon is dead. Oh no, friend, I'm gonna come back and the next time they turn the lights on, Brother Chris, I'm going to go back to the house of God. you know why? Because I love to be around the people of God. Amen. And sometimes on Wednesday nights it gets dead and y'all know it and I know it and I get mad about it. y'all pray for me. Amen. I mean, I come to church, I think we ought to shout every single service. And I've never figured out why sometimes we'll have this great Sunday, I mean this wonderful Sunday morning and Sunday night and then we come back Wednesday night and it's like... What are y'all doing? You just stare at me. And then I get mad and just preach anyway. I'm like, well, let them sit there and stare. If me and God's the only one plugged in, we'll get plugged in. I know it ain't that way, but I mean, you ought to try it from this side is what I'm saying. I mean, you know, he's just good all the time, isn't he? Amen. But just because you may be tired and worked a long day, I understand that. But you ought at least say amen or nod your head and smile a little bit. I'm just saying this. I mean, God's good to us. And just because we have a dead service, we don't quit. You know why? Because there's some things we find in the house of God that's worth going back to. Hallelujah. You say, preacher, He said, just a shotgun sermon tonight, amen. I'm just going to give you, I got probably enough points to kill us all tonight. I'm just going to give you enough until I figure you can't take no more, amen. And so I'm going to give you number one. What I found in the house of God is the fear of God, amen. Brother, I'm telling you, when you're in the house of God, i tell you what it'll do. It'll put reverential fear in your heart and in your life. Uh, uh, one of the problems today is that people don't fear God like they used to. Somebody say amen. Proverbs 1 and verse 7 says The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge But fools despise wisdom and instruction I tell you, listen You want to live a foolish life You get out of church, amen You start doing things you said you never would do You start going places and hanging out with people You never thought you'd hang out with You know why that is? Because when you get away from God You lose the fear of the Lord, amen Brother, listen, I love God and I serve him because I love him. But I also serve him because I fear him. I'm not a fearmonger tonight, but I'm telling you, there are some things if I was to do, I don't think I'd live six months. I believe God would kill me. I really believe that. I believe if I was to quit church and start drinking, I believe God would kill me. I believe that in all my heart. I believe he'd put me in a graveyard. I'm telling you, the very thought of that scares me absolutely out of my mind. I I know what he did for me when he saved me. I know what he rescued me from. Uh, He's been too good to me to let me just live however I please and live very long. Uh, I'm talking about the fear of the Lord. The Bible says uh, it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of of the living God, amen? And it is a fearful thing, my friend, when you think about God and his presence. Brother, it scares me what people let go on in church anymore. Brother, I'm telling you, I'm not talking about lost people, but I'm telling you the average church nowadays dresses in such a way you can tell they don't have no fear of God, amen? I mean, everything's so low cut and high cut, and I mean, anything goes, And I'm telling you, it's see-through, and don't die on me cause I'm preaching that, but I'm telling you, if I don't preach out, it'll run all over this place, you know that? You say, well, everybody's dressed right right now that goes to church here, you know why? Cause we gotta keep hammering that horse, amen? I'm not talking about riding a hobby horse, but the things you never mention will come through the door one day. I'm not talking about if you invite a lost person either. I'm more concerned about their soul than I am the way they dress. Uh, but saved people ought to know how to dress, amen? And church members uh, ought to look like Christians. Uh, every day of the week, uh, we ought to look like a Christian and we ought to cover our body, isn't that right? I'm telling you, clothes uh, was designed to cover the body, not to uncover the body, amen? And it's sad today. I've been in churches where I had to stare at the carpet. I had to read my Bible during the song service. I wasn't reading it because I wanted to. I just figured it's better to look at that than it was to look at what I was having to look at. Amen. But I'm talking about that's a shame, isn't it? And I feel sorry for young pastors today because I realize that they've got their hands full and that they're not gonna be able to change that. That's gonna be a battle. They're gonna have to fight. It may take years to overcome in some of these places because it's been let go for so long. But brother, there was a time when lost people had more respect for the house of God and brother than a lot of saved people do nowadays. I'm talking about even lost people knew how to dress when you went to church and they knew to look like like somebody decent, amen? But we're living in that time brother when people have lost the fear of God there's no fear of God in our land and in our nation listen people don't reverence the things of God nothing is sacred in this country anymore but I'm telling you the Bible still teaches us to walk in the nurture and the fear and the admonition of the Lord amen I find the fear of God in the house of God. Secondly, not only do I find the fear of God, but I find the friend, of, the friends of God. Amen. The Bible said in James chapter number four, know you not that friendship with this world is enmity with God for whosoever be a friend of this world shall be the enemy of God. But I'm here to tell you, listen, there is a friend. The Bible said in the book of Proverbs, there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I have found a faithful friend. His name is Jesus. Amen. He'll be there with you. through the hard times, uh, in the good times, and in the bad, Uh, he'll be with you on the mountaintop, and he'll be with you down in the valley. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Uh, All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege uh, to carry everything to God in prayer. I'm telling you what I found in the house of God uh, is I found a faithful friend in the house of God, amen. Now, you don't have to get saved in church, but if you wanna know more about this, friend, you to go to church. Because you know what church is about? It's all about this friend that we're talking about. Amen. We're talking about in the prayer room. Listen, I'm telling you, going to church ought not be about the preacher. It ought not be about the singers. It doesn't need to be about certain church members. Uh, listen, there's no big I's or little U's in this church. Amen. I uh, listen, titles and prayer. We're talking about over the prayer room that titles uh, and positions. You know what that is? It only defines the responsibility that's been given. Amen. We all respect the office. We all respect the positions. Uh, but I want to tell you they're not trophies and they're not badges to be wore. I'm telling you, when we come, to church. It's all about Jesus. Amen. He is the sweetest name I know and he's just the same as his lovely name. I want the singing to be about Jesus. I want the preaching to be about Jesus. I want the testifying to be about Jesus. I want everything to point us back to the one who loved us and died for us. Hallelujah. I'll tell you when I go to church I find a friend. He talks to me through the preaching of the word. I mean, he speaks to me through the testimonies of the saints. He speaks to me through the singing, amen. I like songs that talk about Jesus, don't you? I don't like songs, I mean, there might be, I I gotta be careful what I say here so it don't get misinterpreted, Uh, but you know, there are just some songs that I hear, they don't say too much about Jesus, amen? Have you noticed that? There are just some songs, uh, they talk about spiritual things, and and they talk about things, uh, but they're just not enough him in that him, amen? Uh, I'm simply saying this, Uh, I like them songs uh, that lift his name Uh, I like them songs that magnify his name, Uh, I like them songs that mention his name, amen. I don't like them songs that says, talks about him generally. You know what I'm talking about? You just have to assume it's him. I heard one the other day, I was sitting in revival and I said, Lord, I don't know if she's singing about Jesus or her husband, amen. (laughs) I mean, I didn't know. I said, man, you could sing out to, on Sunday morning or you could sing it on Friday, on Friday night, amen? I mean, it doesn't. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, just say Jesus, amen? Just put Redeemer, put Savior, put Master, put Lord, put Redeemer in there. He's got so many names and so many titles. I, I, listen, I'm talking about what a friend. And I found in the house of God the fear of God. I found in the house of God the friend of God. I found in the house of God the followers of God. Amen. Amen. You know why I go to church and why you go to church? Because we're followers. We're followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. I'm telling you the reason we're here tonight is because we all have something in common. And what we have in common is him. Brother Terry was talking over in the prayer room. How that by all means and by logic If you was to go around this church and, and take the personalities And you was to take the backgrounds and the jobs and, and just where people's come from And the lifestyles of people If you was to try to match all of us up and, and call us a local church I mean, listen, statistically and logically It doesn't make sense, amen I mean, the background, so many different Sides of the track that people have come from That it doesn't make sense That we'd all be here together And call each other brothers and sisters And love each other I mean, nobody get uh, nobody gets in a fight, nobody gets mad, at least I hope they don't, amen. Uh, and if you do, you just gotta get over it. Somebody say amen. Uh, uh, but you know what? Uh, what brings us all together is the fact that we've been saved. Uh, hey friend, we're all part of the same tree, isn't that right? Uh, our family tree is the same. Uh, if you've been born in the family of God, then you know him in the free pardon of sin. And I'm telling you tonight, what I find in the house of God is followers of God, amen. Amen. You know, the church tonight is not supposed to be like the world. And the problem today in a lot of churches is people do not want to stand out from the world. To reach the world, it'll take the gospel, not conforming to the world. It'll take the gospel. The world looks at us and says we're strange tonight. You know why? Very simply, they're not followers of Christ. When you get born again, It's amazing how, before you got saved, you looked at that crowd and said, "Man, there's no way I'll act like they act." That's what you used to say, isn't that right? you see people shout, and you say, if that's all right for them, they can do that if they want to. But I, I'm not going to ever act that way. But I'll tell you, listen, I like to call on Brother Jack because I know when he gets up, he's going to always say, Well, Brother Gravely, I don't really feel like testifying, but I'll go ahead. But he's like an old locomotive, amen? If you can just get him churning a little bit and get the word of God coming out of him, he'll get fired up. And he stirs all of us up. Isn't that right? I don't care how many times he says, He's a rose of sharing, the lily of the valley, and the bright morning star. He is a rose of sharing and the lily of the valley and the bright morning star. Brother Jack, every time you say it, something on the inside goes astir. Amen. I feel him right now, praise God. I know we don't go on feelings, but I sure am feeling good right now. I'm saying thank God, thank God, thank God. I'm in the church. I'm glad I'm in the body. I'm glad I've been brought out, that I might be brought in. Don't it feel good to be a part of a local New Testament church? Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, hallelujah. I'm glad we got the word church on our sign tonight. I mean, if I had a good dog, I'd give it a name, wouldn't you? Amen. I don't know about these places. I passed one the other day called the Lamb's House. I said, Lord, what in the world is that mess? The Lamb's House made me hungry. Amen. I wanted lamb chops, Brother David. I don't even like them. Amen. I'm talking about what in the world. Why don't we just say Baptist Church? Amen. Amen had a friend of mine, he dropped the name Baptist and he said, you know, I, I don't really have Baptist on my sign anymore. I said, man, that's a shame. And uh, and he said, well, uh, he said, you know, we're still Baptist. We still have Baptist doctrine and we still have Baptist teaching and, and we still go by uh, we still go by the same thing and we still believe the same thing. I said, then why didn't you just leave the name on your sign?" amen? I, I'm gonna tell you something, friend. I, I'm not going and preaching for somebody that's dropping it, amen, because too many people gave their blood and they died, amen, so that you and I could be a Baptist and I am not a Baptist by choice, I I am a Baptist by conviction, amen. Now I'd go preach in some church if they wouldn't put the strains on me, amen, to preach the gospel. But when they drop that name, they're making a statement. If that's the route they want to go, that's the route they can, amen. I'm talking about some things I found in the house of God. I found the followers of God. And then I want to say, I found the food of God. I'm not talking about having, I'm not talking about homecoming when I say that. Amen. Now, I like homecoming, don't y'all? And you know, we Baptists. We're free meal Baptists. Amen. Anytime we have a anytime we have a meal, I mean, they're going to come out of the woodwork. Isn't that right? All them free meal Baptists are going to come, aren't they? And I like good meals down at the house of God. But I tell you, I don't go to church uh, so I can get a free meal. Nothing wrong with that, but that's not why I go to church. Uh, I tell you, I do go to church to get a free meal, I reckon. A free meal out of the Word of God. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, I love singing and I love testifying and I like it all, friend. Uh, but there there's nothing no better than the preaching of the word of God. I'd like to sit under a man of God and I'll take that old black back book, get a hold of the horns of the altar, get in touch with heaven and take a text and preach like a dying man to dying people and let the spirit of God speak to my heart. I'm talking about that is food. That is food. That is food for the soul tonight. Amen. Brother, it'll feed you. It'll help you. Preaching will strengthen you. It may make you mad, but you go ahead and swallow it anyway. It'll make you a better and stronger Christian. Amen. You know, when I was a growing up, I had to eat a lot of things I didn't want to eat. Y'all know that, don't you? I'm talking about y'all not mean when I say that. Well, I remember growing up, I didn't like mashed potatoes when I was about two years old. My mother would put them in and I'd spit them out. Amen. And she'd whip me for it. Y'all remember that? But you know what I ate? I finally got them down till I developed an appetite for them. And you know what? There ain't nothing better than potatoes. Somebody said, man. <laughs> Brother, if it wasn't to starch you, to kill you, I'd eat it three times a day, wouldn't you? I mean, you take a you take a potato. You can fry it, boil it, bake it. I mean, you can you can cut it. You need it raw. You can do anything you want to, and it still tastes good. Amen. I mean, listen. I, I used to take I used to take loaf bread, and I tell you, I, y'all ever made a, a potato a mashed potato sandwich? Amen. I mean, I'd slap it on there, put me some butter on top of that, and put some I uh, put me some. Uh, some of you Yankees are about to die right now, ain't you? Amen. I'm talking about. It, I'd put some pepper and some salt, and then I'd put that top piece of bread on there, and if you're you really want it to be good. You know what you do? You take both sides of your hand and you press it together like that. I'm telling you, friend, you eat that, you think you died and went to heaven. Amen? But I'm talking about when I started out, I didn't like it too much but I kept swallowing it until I got an appetite for it and thank God I love it. Amen? That's the way preaching is. Sometimes you got to swallow some things your flesh doesn't want to swallow but if you'll just take it, it'll make you stronger. It'll make you healthier It'll make you laugh. I'm talking about the food of God. Amen. Now, I know sometimes God moves differently, and I like that. I like it when, I mean, sometimes you don't even feel a burden to preach. And I like it more when the glory rose too. But it takes it all tonight, don't it? You can't build a church on word only. You know that? If all we have is Sunday school preaching, teaching every Sunday, we'll dry up on the vine. Y'all know that, don't you? And you can't have a, a church that's just shout only. But i tell you what you can have that's better than both of them. You can mix them. And you can have the word and you can have shouting every single service. Is that right? I mean, I don't know why we can't shout and have preaching. And have preaching and have shouting. You can shout during the singing, but you can shout during the preaching, Amen. So why do not you shout during the preaching? Because it's food for your soul. In fact, I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for somebody that'll shout during the singing and then they get locked jaw during the preaching. Amen? I'm telling you, friend, if I'm gonna shout during the songs, I'm gonna stay with the preacher when he gets up to preach. And if I'm a preacher, I'm gonna stay with the preacher. I'm not gonna look across the aisle and get permission from somebody else. I'm just gonna stay with it because I love preaching. It's not about the personality that's doing the preaching. It's about the book Amen. Okay, man, I, and if the book is being given out, it ought to feed our soul. Hallelujah. You preachers know what I'm talking about. If you ever been to camp meetings, amen, one preacher gets up, and you got some people, they'll just about get raptured out on him. And then the next one gets up, they don't know him, so they have to investigate him. I don't care if I ever preach in another camp meeting the rest of my life. I'm being honest with you. I mean sometimes I'd rather preach to prisoners than preach to preachers and uh, and preacher meetings or you'll have to take all that out of that tape okay I leave it in there they need to hear it amen but I'm telling you I mean you'll get in some and then some of them they, they want you to be real quiet and if you, I was preaching over in uh, uh, Indiana and I'm telling you listen I mean I was in the wrong crowd and it's too loud for that crowd amen and then uh, you get some places and if you're not, listen, if your veins ain't popping out of your neck and if you ain't cussed everybody out, you ain't doing no preaching. Brother, I mean, that's how it is, ain't it, brother? But I'm telling you, I don't see it that way. I don't care if a man stands still or if he's running all over the place. I just want him to preach the Bible, amen? I've seen them do both and do neither, amen. I'm telling you, if a man will take that book, people want to know two things when you open that Bible. They want to know what does that mean and how does it fit my life. And brother, if you'll always tell people what that means and how it fits their life, they'll go home feeling help, not because you did anything, but because that book, it's good, ain't it? I'm telling you, I love the old Bible, the blessed old Bible, light on my pathway to shine. It keeps me so happy, always so happy. It's God's wonderful book divine and it's food for our soul, hallelujah well let me give you one more tonight and I'm done I want to say how in the house of God I find not only the food of God, the finances of God, but I find this tonight, I find the faith of God you know what church is tonight it's a faith builder in your life the Bible tells us so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God I'm going to tell you, if you want to lose faith, start missing church. Amen. Brother, you start laying out of church, and you'll lose faith. You want to lose your kids? I'll tell you how to lose your kids. You let them miss church. Brother, I'm going to tell you, when my kids was growing up, not because I was a pastor, but even when I wasn't a pastor, for what a little short time, we didn't miss church. Brother, just because I wasn't pastoring for a year and a half, they, they, we didn't miss church. We didn't miss Sunday morning. We didn't miss Sunday night. We didn't miss Wednesday night. If they had revival, we went every night of revival. Amen and amen and amen. If they had, if they was having a special night for whatever, we showed up. We listen. I'm telling you, I made my mind up years ago. I wasn't going to put them on the ball field and keep them out of church. Somebody say, "Amen." I wasn't going to send them down to the prom, amen, and let them miss church, amen. I'm just talking about. I was going to teach them. Church is number one. It's the main thing, amen. I'm not sending them to the prom anyway. By the way, somebody say, "Amen." I'm just telling you, friend. Listen, I, we're living in a day when I am shocked. I am shocked. At people that will miss church and the excuses they'll make. I'm not talking about if you can't if you're elderly and you have a hard time seeing and driving or you're sick. That ain't the crowd that misses. I'm gonna tell you something. There'll be a whole lot of people gonna answer to God one day. For all the people that never had a chance to go to church. And for all the times they laid at the house and watched a ball game or they sit on the back porch or the front porch or they do, They went fishing or went hunting or what and whatever and they made lazy, flimsy excuses when they should have been in church. I, I might as well fish that hole a few more minutes because revival's coming up in a few weeks. So I'll just go ahead and tell you, if you love your church, you'll be here every single night. Amen. Somebody say me. That's right. You say, well, I got this Tuesday night or I got this. Cancel it. Somebody say me. Cancel it. Go ahead and cancel it. You've had a plenty of notice. Amen. There's a calendar that comes out first of January and guess what? It, going, it runs all the way to December like all them other calendars and so go ahead and cancel everything. I, well, I mean, listen, we're fixing to have the Lord's Supper so I'm gonna plow it up real good. Amen. I'm talking about, friend, listen, if we don't keep that kind of attitude in our church, I'm gonna tell you what'll happen. We'll lose the power of God. Friend, I know what I'm talking about. I've been to too many churches. I'm not an authority but I've been to too many of them where I've seen this. People stop coming to revival. They start a crowd. I, it's just, brother Danny. One of the hardest things on pastors nowadays is revivals will start out pretty decent on Monday. And by the time you get Thursday and Friday, people quit coming. They lay out that last night. I'm gonna tell you something. Your kids will do more than lay out a church during revival. You better make sure they're there. And if they say they don't want to go, you ought to whip them for it. Somebody say, Amen. Did all you children hear that? You ought to get a whipping for not wanting to go to church. Amen. I'm talking about, friend, listen, you better teach them church is the number one priority. If you don't, one day they'll break your heart. And you'll be sitting in my office and you'll be weeping and you'll be crying and I'll be weeping with you. But can I tell you something? It's too late. You were warned. Better put church first, friend. I don't know why God's wanting me to hammer that tonight. But I'm telling you, revival's coming up. It's not just a meeting. Brother Green's coming. That's not just a meeting. I'm telling you what that is. That's the lifeline of keeping these doors open in this church. That's a lifeline of keeping another generation alive. Amen. That's how you keep your, we don't have revivals because it's fun. We don't have revivals because, well, let's just have another meeting. No, no. Listen, we're having revivals because that's maintenance in your church. That keeps us where we need to be. If we don't have revivals, you know what's gonna happen? We're gonna die, friend. I'm gonna tell you something about a good church like this. It wouldn't take 30 days for this thing to go belly up around here. Amen. Do you realize in less than 30 days, everything you enjoy Sunday in and Sunday out, it could be gone. It could be gone. Or we might still have the lights on. brother. I'm telling you, some of the best churches I've ever been in. I go back a year later, crowds cut in half. Pastors discouraged, thinking about resigning. Doesn't know whether he ought to stay. Doesn't know if he's helping them or hindering them. The morale's gone, the choir, I mean half of in the choir. You know what happened? I'm telling you, God turned the lights out on that place. He turned the lights out. Well, I don't want that to happen here to you. You say, Brother Gravely, how do we do that? Don't ever take for granted what you got here. I mean, brother, listen, you come every time them doors are open. I'll tell you what God will do for you. He won't just bless this church. He'll bless your family for that. If you got 105 degree fever, stay home. But if it's 104, come on. Amen. We'll quarantine you. If they call for rain, don't you set at the house unless you're old enough and you can't see. Amen. Don't risk your life. But I'm talking about all you young people. They, they start all that stuff on the news you know about. It's going to rain and thunderstorm. And We've had thunderstorms since the beginning. Amen. Don't set at the house. I see a trend of that happening. Churches are canceling. I mean, listen, if there's an F5 coming, listen, we ain't having church. Somebody say Amen. We've done had an F5, haven't we? But I'm telling you, if it's a thunderstorm, we're going to come to church. Somebody amen. say amen. amen. I'm not preaching to elderly people. I'm preaching to all the rest of us. We better have what that older generation's got. And I'm going to tell you how you get it, by staying with it. Outside our family unit, our local New Testament church is the best thing we got going for us. Could you imagine what your life would be like? This church isn't perfect. This church is not perfect. But could you imagine if we closed the doors tomorrow? What would your life be like? Amen. Amen. Why'd well, find me another church? I'm sure you would. But you won't find this one, brother. I'll tell you. I, I I'll be honest with you tonight. And I was going to preach a short sermon, but I'll be honest with you tonight. The greatest fear I have as a pastor, I don't worry about money. I don't I don't worry about the number of crowd. I don't worry about that. I'm going to tell you what I worry about as a pastor. I worry about us losing the presence of God. Amen. I worry about us falling asleep like a lot of other good places have. We better stay hungry for God. Pray for your church. Be faithful to it. Amen. If your family shows up, you just hand them the key to the house. Say, we'll be back in a couple of hours or you can go with us. Don't you sit at the house with them, amen. i tell you, you, do them like that one time, they won't show up during church next time. Somebody say amen. you have to answer to God for that and you can't be a witness to them sitting at home, amen. Well, I mean, I just, I don't know where all that came from. I do know where it came from, Brother David.